Seibel, your host. Welcome to Start With Self. Today I have a story. It's going to be a short episode, but there is a good nugget of information in there and I'm hopeful that maybe it will help you and inspire you the way that it did for me. A week or two ago, I got an astrology reading done. And this is the second time that I've gotten it done. The first astrology reading I got done was through sidereal astrology, which is an Eastern-based astrology. This time I got tropical astrology, which is a Western-based astrology. And this astrologer is very well known. I was on a two-month wait list. I was super excited. And I have to say, besides this one nugget of information, everything else kind of left a bad taste in my mouth. <laughs> so the point of the story is this one little nugget of information, but I am going to tell you a little bit about the astrology reading to give you a little bit of a background. This specific astrologer reads your chart and tells you the karma that you're coming into this life wanting to fix, I guess, or wanting to heal, wanting to move forward. He also told me a lot about my relationships and how they play out. It was sweet. He talked about Marlo. He didn't know I had a Taurus child. And he was talking, saying like, when you have a Taurus child, which is most likely going to be the case based on your sign and your husband's sign, this is what she'll be like. This is what you as a mom really need to do for her to like open her spirit. And I was like, oh, well, I already have that Taurus child. So that was cool. But otherwise, his reading felt really, it just left a bad taste in my mouth. And I'm not saying that he did that. I'm saying that that's how I left feeling. So his information was just his information. He does his thing. He reads his chart. And it's not like he is personally attacking me. I, however, kind of went into a negative mindset after I had this meeting with him because I was like, all everything he said sounded negative. And like, is that how my life looks? Is that how my life is supposed to be? Is that how I feel? Am I trapped? Like all these things just started emerging in my mind. And I did not like that. <laughs> so I had to step back, reel myself back in. I decide my fate. Free will is above everything, even your astrology chart. And the point of the astrology chart is just to know what energies are here to serve you and what energies are here to keep you stuck in a cycle. So, okay, he told me my cycle. And maybe I feel so negative about that because I'm still stuck in that cycle to a degree. So then in my mind, I'm like, okay, I got to get out today. I have to change this cycle right this minute. But that's not how life works. <laughs> you have to move through the pace that God and the universe want you to move. Unfortunately, we as mere mortals can't produce every single outcome that we want exactly the way we want it. But the nugget of information that he did give me, which I want to lean on today, he gave it to me at the very end, which I think is so poignant, right? I have this whole hour-long meeting with him this well-known astrologer, I'm feeling really shitty after everything he's telling me, and then he says this nugget, and I'm like, ah, there it is. That's what I was waiting to hear. So my past life energy 
is all based around being conformed, having to conform, being in a position where I wasn't able to be who I authentically wanted to be because I was in a role that I had to play. He put it as I was in high society, I was a wife to somebody of importance so I couldn't like mess up or do anything wrong so I'm a rule follower I'm very serious I don't know how to have fun because of all of those roles that I've played in the past and in this lifetime my dharma which is you move away from your karma and you move towards your dharma my dharma in this life is to figure out who I am from within so he said Every life that you've had has been figured out for you. Society or your position or your role has told you who to be. And in this life, you get to tell you who to be. And that, I was like, hmm, you know, it seems so simple, but it is so incredibly difficult to play out in real life. I'm going to wrap this back in to my last episode because, or I guess my last two episodes, I had mentioned hibernation. And then I got this astrology reading and he was like, just do it, just go. Like, don't think about it too much. Don't internalize things, just do them when they come up. And so I took that and I ran with it, right? Because like I said, I wanted to change the outcome of my life immediately. I got back on social media, I was posting a lot, I was like, yeah, I'm just doing it. So when I re-listened to the astrology recording, because he records the whole thing and then sends it, and that last little piece of information, I was like, oh, that's why my inner voice wants me to hibernate. I have been searching for what to do with my life for so long. What should I do? Who should I become career-wise? How should I serve? These are all doing things. Never have I stopped to think about who I want to be. And there's a very big difference between the two of those. I don't know and won't be able to know what to do until I know who I am. And all of these things are coming together, this hibernation, this small internal voice that I have, this little nugget of information on this astrology reading. These are all here reminding me, oh yeah, slow down so that you can start listening to yourself. I'm here, my dharma is to learn who I am from the inside and then produce that in some external way. I've never done that before, so I think that that's why it's so hard, especially to sit still, like to not want to fill my days, to not actively try to fill my time. That is really hard because I'm such a doer. I rely on my productivity, the levels of accomplishment that I get done during the day to feel good about myself. I intrinsically am now realizing that just because I do a lot of things doesn't mean I know who I am. If you do a lot of stuff and you accomplish a lot of things, but you can't stand strong in your moral convictions, then what really is the point of doing all those things? Let me put it to you this way. I read recently, 
this quote that I really, really appreciated. It said, when you are walking with a cup of coffee and someone bumps into you, that coffee is going to spill. If you're walking with a cup of tea, the tea is going to spill. If you're walking with a cup of orange juice, that orange juice will spill and so on. They brought it back around metaphorically. If you are in a position where you get rattled by another person or an experience, what pours out of you? What is going to seep out? If you get rattled, if you get shaken, is it going to be your traumas and your triggers and your stress and your anxiety? What are you filled with? And that really struck me because I can't say that I know what would spill out of me. I don't know. Maybe, and I would hope that it would be calm, peace, compassion, but there's a big part of me that still thinks that it would be anxiety and stress and doom and worry. The only way for me to fill myself up with what I know would be love and compassion and calmness and stillness would be to do those things and to activate those things within myself on a daily basis. But when I'm caught in the rat race and I'm constantly doing and I'm constantly posting and I'm constantly trying to do, there's no room to fill myself up with anything new. If we're not coming from a place of knowing who we are, whatever we do is going to be empty. If you see someone in politics, let's say, and you can tell they're just full of BS, their cup is full of BS, are you going to want that to be your leader? If you look at somebody who has spent their life's work, let's look at Martin Luther King Jr. Actively doing and being how he's speaking and living, wouldn't that automatically put your faith more in his hands and be like, oh yeah, you know, he walks the walk and he talks the talk. He's full of what he's actually doing. There's a huge difference in those types of people. I have a friend who is an art teacher. She just started putting on these art classes. And I took Marlo to one of them recently. And I just listened to how she spoke to the kids. And you can tell that she is full of the things that she produces. So what I mean by this is she is so creative and she's soft-spoken and she is patient and she's imaginative and that pours out of her. And when I have conversations with her and there's no kids around, she's the same way because she's filled with that. That is who she is inside and it's showing when she produces on the outside. If I took my daughter to an art class and the teacher was trying to override what Marlo's art looked like or was not patient when Marlo, a two and a half year old, wanted to do something, I would know that this person is putting on a front. For so many years, I think maybe for most of my life actually, I have been the latter art teacher. I've put on a front because I didn't know what intrinsic value meant. I didn't know 
that you even needed to look inside to figure out what you wanted. I was looking towards the external world to decide what I wanted. And that's the people pleaser in me. And I would cry at the drop of a hat when someone yelled at me. And like all of these things are culminating in my mind like, oh, wait a second. I have no intrinsic motivation because I've never been told, been taught, learned how to do that. Our society at whole, especially, when you look out, you can see different things. You can see the rat race and think, oh gosh, I'm already behind at 30 years old. I better get to it. Or you can look out and see, oh wow, the rat race. That looks really stressful and intense and filled with anxiety and I want to go a different way. The point is, finding that way is only by looking internally, by hearing what your heart wants, by staying still and calm and quiet enough for your heart to speak to you. And then the path produces itself, hopefully, right? Because I don't know, I'm in the middle of listening to my heart. (laughs) But we're gonna go with the fact that once I intrinsically go and listen to myself, I know I have enough faith and trust that a yellow brick road will open for me. I know that's how the universe works. If I trust myself, I know myself, and I listen to my heart's calling, there is no way I can lose. And on the flip side of that, if I'm not listening to my heart, if I'm doing what everybody else wants me to do, my bucket is going to be filled with so much stress And it's going to actually deplete a lot faster than if I followed the beat of my own heart. That will always refill and refuel my energy. That will always be my source of motivation. And it's inside me. So it's never going anywhere. If I had external sources telling me what to do, telling me where to go, telling me I'm great and all of these things, and then they go away, then I've lost my source of motivation. I wanted to make this episode because forever I have fought with myself about not doing enough and in reality I'm always doing too much. But there's a stigma that if you're not doing then you're not worthy, you're not lovable, you're not, I don't know, insert any word that you feel when you're not doing something or being productive. I'm finally going to listen to that small little voice that says, please slow down. And let me tell you, it's not easy. I love my friends. I love my family. And I want to see them. And I want them to be able to see Marlo. But part of slowing down is saying no a lot more. And when you have people-pleasing tendencies where you think that you have to do anything that other people tell you to do, that's where the universe starts to test you, or at least in this case, starts to test me. And so, of course, when I'm starting to tell everybody that I'm hibernating, I'm also getting inundated with, well, do you want to do this plan? And do you want to come here? And we're having this plan. And and now I am mid of October and I have every weekend until mid-November booked. And I'm like, wait a minute, this is not hibernating. (laughs) Yes, I love family. Yes, I love friends. But 
The point of slowing down is to actually do that physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually slow down. And the physical portion of that is slowing down on plans. We don't live in a society where that's acceptable. And I think people take it personally and people don't understand it. And that's the part that I'm kind of struggling with at the moment. But I do also know that I have to have some type of social life. So finding that balance is going to be interesting. The last thing that I'm going to say, if you are in a similar position where you don't really know what you want to do with your life, my recommendation is to go within and find out who you want to be. The way that I've been doing this recently is through something called morning pages. I do it on the computer because my thoughts are so rampant that I just can't write. My hand can't keep up with my thoughts. So I do it on the computer. As many mornings as I can, I will get up and just automatically write whatever comes to mind. And a lot of it is anxious mumbo jumbo that just needs to get out. I truly do feel better after doing that because then I feel like I can start my day without this anxious load on my mind. I've let the anxiety out and I can reread it and be like, oh, that's really not that bad. Like my anxiety is about this today. Okay, well, I'm going to leave it in the computer instead of in my mind. So that's really, really helped me. And reading things back, I start to see my patterns, my patterns of wanting to do, my patterns of wanting to find out what to do. And I can say, ah, oh, yeah, this is where I'm caught. This is where I'm stuck. And it fuels me even more to find out who I want to be. I've always wanted to be a leader and I've always wanted to inspire. I've always wanted to motivate. But up until just recently, I didn't know what I was wanting to lead. I just felt like I wanted to be a leader to be a leader. And this goes back to the politics. If I were to get into politics, what would I be standing up for? Just because I want people to follow me and hear my word and that be that? If I really truly want to be a leader and have that quality within me, I would start with me. I would start with my values and who I am and let that speak and then move into a position of inspiring and motivating others. These are all the thoughts that I have on a daily basis. Thank you for listening <laughs> to what seems like a crazy rant, but I'm sure there's a nugget in there that you can take. And I so very much appreciate you listening to my podcast. Maybe I'll come out with one next week. Maybe I won't, but until then, I hope you have a beautiful day. And I hope you give yourself a chance to look inside and listen to your heart and see who you want to be. That's all for me today. Thanks so much for listening to Start With Self. Mm -hmm.